We've talked about the importance of belonging and how to influence belonging within others. But what can we do to take ownership of our own sense of belonging? Let's join the conversation again with Eileen Hogan and Dr. Chris Smith. There are other things that we can do in terms of managing our own our own belonging, right? Well, we can look at what am I doing to build relationships? What am I doing to connect with people? Think about even, Tris has referenced this task relationship balance uh, several times, right? What am I doing to, to build relationships? How open am I to accepting um, other people's input ideas, other people in general who may be from different, different from me in any number of ways? What am I doing to manage my own thinking? Right. The, the truest leadership model is that beliefs drive behaviors and behaviors drive results and results influence beliefs. If I think that I don't belong, my mind, especially right in, in survival mode or not, but, but it's going to be even amplified in survival mode when I'm trying to protect myself. I'm going to be looking for all the data that says I don't belong is that confirmation bias that actually works against us. I've got to train my thinking, right, to look at what are the things that, where are the data points that say I do belong? And if there aren't very many, what am I doing to create data points that say I belong? Am I willing to step up and take some actions and um, say hi to people um, and invite them, um, uh, talk to them in a meeting or have a separate conversation with them to build a relationship or invite them to lunch or to a Zoom now, Zoom or WebEx happy hour or whatever it is now, right? That whatever's working for people in this in this new environment that we're in. So it sounds like it's really it. The leader has has the ability to, of course, influence their own executive amplitude. We've talked about that in previous episodes. They can they can promote a culture of belonging. They can manage their own experience of belonging. But then there's also this other component, almost kind of meeting them halfway in this, this balance of creating a, a culture of belonging is the employee's response. So kind of meeting them halfway and saying, I'm also going to engage in behaviors that contribute to the culture as well. So it's not solely the leader's responsibility. There are things that I could be doing with my leader and my team where I am also contributing positively, not only to my own experience of belonging, but I imagine if I'm reaching out and I'm trying to have connection, I'm also contributing to, Eileen, your feeling of belonging and Chris's and feeling of belonging. So it's not really any single person's responsibility. It sounds like it's more of a, it's that culture, it's that ecosystem. Uh, definitely an ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> It can be a, overall a stable ecosystem, but there's lots of activity in it all the time. Very, we're talking about very successful people, you know, high-level people in an organization, and um, and and one person feels like, hey, you know, there's there's a group of us, or there's a group of peers who report up to somebody, and and that somebody, somebody else on the team, and the boss have a common interest. And every time we get together, they talk about this common interest and um, and and then they go out and they do this common interest together. You know, whatever the activity is, they go out and, you know, your peer and your boss, not only do they talk about it all the time, but they're out doing it together all the time. And I think that can when that happens. For a lot of reasons, that can have a negative impact on the individual that doesn't feel included on their sense of belonging or or connection to the group and to the and to the boss, and so th that's where 
a boss has to, the leader has to pay attention to, back to back to Eileen and, and Ana, your conversation about paying attention. It's where the boss, the, the leader, needs to be paying attention to what's not going on. If I'm chatting it up with this same person in every meeting and then we're going off and doing this thing together, and I notice that there's an individual in the group or individuals in the group that not only aren't contributing to the conversation ever, but they also aren't going out and doing whatever it is with with us ever, then as a leader, I need to pay attention to that and step back and figure out how do I pull people, other people in and, and be self-aware that just because I want to talk about this thing that I love to do, it may not be creating a broader sense of belonging, a broader sense of connection within the team. And as the leader, I can affect that. I can take ownership and some responsibility for talking about other stuff, about finding out what other people are interested in, about inviting different people to do things. You know, maybe it's go to lunch, maybe it's go to, you know, have a beer afterwards, whatever it is. Those are the kind of things that leaders who want to drive up a sense of belonging connection can do and should do, need to do. You know, thinking in my own career, I've worked sometimes where I was the only uh, woman on the team. And I am not a big, I love playing sports, but I'm not a big watcher of, of sports. And I, I remember one occasion where I was on a team where that was the thing, like the team would get together and they would watch football together and they'd come into work and they'd have all these great stories and inside jokes and all this stuff. And I would be left to kind of feel like, I don't really want to watch football with them, but I also don't want to not understand why that joke was funny. And so I, I actually, um, I chatted with my boss about it and I was like, look, I love this team, but I feel a little lost in the joke. What, what can I do? And so what he would do is he would feed me information. So he'd call me into his office before a big team meeting and he'd be like, all right, so we watched football on this day. You need to ask Steve what he did with the potato chip or, you know, whatever it was, so that they would then tell me the story and tell me what the inside joke was. And so he, we wouldn't spend a lot of time, but he'd give me like two or three little things to ask so that it would allow me to participate with them without actually having to do something that I didn't really want to necessarily do it really helped the relationship and kind of got me over that little hump of, you know, football season was a tough time in my relationships with the team. I'm laughing at that story because I am, even on the team, you know, I'm a part of, I probably care less about sports than I'll say 75% of the people that we work with. You know, I've even thought to myself, do, do I need to put the ESPN app on my phone so that I can look up a score every once in a while? So when, Somebody says to me, hey, Chris, did you see the game yesterday? I can actually act like I have some semblance of an answer. So I'm right there with you. Um, and and I, I love the fact that that leader took on the responsibility of helping you pull you into those conversations instead of leaving you out. Because there's been times I, I've thought to myself, you know what? And this is, this is not an effective strategy. I don't even want to be here. If all we're going to do is talk about sports. I'm just going to check out and leave. Not, okay. That's me not taking ownership of feeling like I belong, but, but I've been there with you. Yeah. And a great example, right? A couple of things that in this conversation, a great example, Chris, of how like not belonging can show up in kind of like, I don't like lightweight reactions. You're like, I just don't even want to be part of this conversation. And, but it can take a more extreme behaviors too, but 
So great. There's a whole spectrum of how not feeling like we belong affects us in our thinking. And Anna, to your point, what you did that made a huge difference was you went and had a conversation with your manager about it. And then he um, was willing to provide support in a way that he could. On our next episode, we'll reach out to diversity, equity, and inclusion expert Oscar Santos and dig a little deeper into the concept of belonging in the workplace. We hope our episodes have helped you incorporate the psychology of better business into your leadership journey. Are you ready to come to our campus, meet the experts you've come to rely on, and have a life-changing leadership experience of your own? Learn more about our programs and offerings and how you can get registered by visiting us on the web at truestleadershipinstitute.com. Leadership Amplitude is a podcast production of Truest Leadership Institute. All rights reserved.